right? You think when you think of Frank Sinatra, you think of the Big Apple, right? Yeah, well, most would, but yeah, you know, New York, New York. Here we go, right here, right here. This thing. Right. Okay. Now, why'd we roll in with a little Frank singing about a city that he really didn't live in? Well, um, my first guess would be that um, we are about to embark on the 300-mile drive there this weekend to watch the kiddos. Bingo. Bingo. That was a... We love you, Frank. We love the song. Love the town. But uh, the St. Louis kids are coming. It was a little homage. Our boys, U15s and the U17s, I believe, both both are traveling, correct? Um, are heading up to the Windy City, to uh, Southside, to the old, what is it, Toyota Park SeatGeek Stadium now? Is that what it's called? Beautiful, windy Bridgeview, Illinois. Bridgeview, Illinois. To play a little MLS next tomorrow, City SC versus the Chicago Fire. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I figured I would toss a little preemptive uh, uh, tune in honor of uh, our Chicago trip. Um, here we are back, another episode of the Soccer Dad Pod. Um, and we kind of want to recap what's been going on the last few days and, and really uh, touch on the last show in particular because it seems as if we kind of struck a nerve. Um, the the feedback, the inquiries, the what the hell is that um, kind of ratcheted up a little bit whenever we brought on Mr. Ken Godat. Um, you listened to it. You uh, What what'd you think? What did you think of Ken's uh, hour-long fun time with us i uh, very entertaining informative um i uh, i have a special place in my heart for for that gentleman um i think he's excellent at what he does um for the boys yeah um at, at a young age um it was a great show the flow was well uh, went well um i love the music portion of it um ken ken's a goat I mean, um, yeah. if, if you have a seven-year-old and you played ball or you don't play ball and you're up in the air on where to go, I don't think you can go wrong with that guy. No. No, you know, we talked about it in the show, and he, um, you know, he was super modest about the approach, um, you know, because obviously literally his whole life, save a short gap at Farm Fresh or whatever it was that he that he worked with in Casey or whatever. Craft singles. Craft. Thank you. He is a he's a soccer guy through and through as a uh, youth to collegiate to post to now training. You know, for twenty plus years, he's unbelievable. Highly encourage you to go back and take a listen to that one if you are uh, a parent of a young kicker and uh, are trying to figure out what are they looking for and what are some good tips to keep your sanity in the process um, because nobody's seen more than he has. Um, so I just wanted to thank Ken for coming on um, and encourage you to go back and take a listen if you haven't already. Um, as we continue to have these shows, I feel like, um, you know, going back to the pilot, remember I mentioned that have no plan, have no agenda, have no formula. Um, that's changed a little bit. 
Uh, I feel like we're starting to get into a flow. And for those of you that have listened up to this point, or even if this is your first one, here's what you can kind of reasonably expect moving forward. Uh, We will likely kick these off with a little bit of a chatter, kind of a current events, what's up, uh, soccer specific with anything else that is big news of the day or the past 48 hours or so. Bring on a guest or two or uh, focus on a topic and wrap it up with some more mindless uh, rabble. Banter. Banter um, while having some friendly pints at a lovely host. And today... Yet again, we are back on Olive uh, 2917 Olive at Wellspent Brewing. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. Look, if, if you are the, if you're even a casual beer drinker, not just a beer drinker, and you like it whenever it is just yellow and cold and tastes good, simple, this is the place. Well, I, this place. Um, specifically, my wife is not a big uh, microbrew city brewery person. Um, she she likes your domestic, extremely light beer. Um, this place offers probably three extremely light, drinkable beers that are cold and yellow. Okay. Killer Pills, excellent. Um, there is a, um, a Hoosier Lager. Yep. And I'm having another lager, and the name has escaped me, but I think it's a... Um, There's a menu right behind you. Yeah, let me get it. Let me get One it. One second. There we go. It is called their Fest Beer, and it's it's affectionately named Lovingly Lagered. Oh, there you go. It, it's great. I think my wife would like this one as well. Yeah, bottom, bottom line is at the end of the day, you come in, you're not really sure because you, you know the fear. I mean, we've gone through this craft beer wave here the last 15, 20 years in particular where everybody was trying to out-hop each other or out-flavor infuse one another. And uh, it's almost as if Wellspent went the other direction with some of these and just said, let's make good beer. They have the kiss uh, theory. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Wellspin, for having us, even though we really didn't ask to come in. We just kind of came in and took a table, but uh, we appreciate the hospitality and specifically not kicking us out. Um, so I've got a list of subjects, uh, quick subjects to touch on uh, before our guests show up today. Um, and I affectionately call it in my notes, free for all. <laughs> so... Uh, I'm just going to go right down the list because today the big news on all socials here in the St. Louis soccer scene was the announcement of the upcoming friendly on November shoot, 16th, 17th, 17th, I 17th uh, for our City 2 team uh, because the first team obviously hasn't been fully formed and, and announced yet. City 2 is uh, sch- scheduled to play Bundesliga zone. Bayer Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Uh, which is really kind of a surreal thought, you know, for any of you that are close to the game. Uh, today is Thursday, the 27th, I believe. Um, when you think of Bayer Leverkusen and playing City SC 2, uh, yesterday, just yesterday in the Champions League, that same team played Atletico Madrid in Madrid in Champions League. And defeated them, or tied them, actually, to advance. And, you know, and it's the surreal part is we're now in the game. We now have a team that is going to be taking pot shots 
against the world's best, you know, in these friendlies and moving forward. From a marquee European league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the, you know, when you think of uh, the best leagues, um, clearly, I think everybody would agree, English Premier League, top top of the pile. Um, you go second place as far as global leagues. It's going to be an arm wrestling match. Spain, Italy. Sp- Spain, Italy, and Bundesliga. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, super happy for the club, uh, for the city, really, to uh, be, be, be mentioned in the same breath of a Bayer Leverkusen and in the future above uh, to have these kind of games here. Um, and the second part of uh, current events that I feel kind of is like really uh, appropriate to talk about is the other news that came out, what, the day before. That, 15 hours. Yeah, was the the exiting of Centene. And for those of you that don't know, Centene clearly is a huge uh, healthcare organization. Um, headquartered, has been headquartered here in St. Louis, originated here in St. Louis, and they were the, the marquee multi-year sponsor that named the stadium up until two days ago. So here's where I want to go with this. Um, because I'm not going to speculate why that happened. Centene has its own reasons, and you know our ownership group is the utmost professional. <laughs> they, they know what they're doing. Did a bigger fish come? No fish has been... You said that you weren't going to speculate, and I just asked that first question, and um, uh, continue. Well, I, I think that all of us you know, love to spitball what we think is happening, but what I wanted to talk to you about or ask you about you know, let's have a little fun with this. Okay. So here we are. We are approximately five months away, six months away from first games in the stadium, team one, a team. We now have a team, uh, stadium that is kind of generically called city park, which actually I kind of like, I, I, I like the, the, the neutral aspect of that, but giving, given that we have so many huge macro corporations and, uh, kind of business clout and brands in our backyard, you get to pick. Who would you like, you know, whose name on the stadium, and who, who you think steps up to the table and makes this thing theirs? Well, um, I, I like the what you said first because I, I, I do, I agree with you that City Park has got a good ring to it. And to answer your question, I, I, I think sponsor at City Park would be great. Um and that's a tough ask. I, I, I uh, well, let's say, let's just throw out the usual suspects. I mean, AB, but are they are they St. Louis? <laughs> no, yeah, well, let's call Belgian. Yeah, <laughs> um, we Brazil. got some followers in Belgium. We, we do. I think we're up to. We'll pull eight, those eight downloads. <laughs> yeah. For those of you in Belgium that are currently listing, could you make a call for us to AB headquarters? We're in need of a sponsor. Um, what about what about a name like um, uh, you got Purina? You've got. Uh, well, P- no, not Peabody. Uh, Edward Jones, or you've got, you know, d- d- who who makes sense? Who what's a good fit? Because I do have a theory, and I've been saving my theory till the end of these guesstimations. I, I, I mean, is do we have somebody that big here that isn't a multi-state or in uh, or a uh, national brand that? may not be headquartered here that has a big footprint here. Uh, yes. 
Build a Bear um, Stadium. Build a Bear Stadium. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I'm at a loss of words because I, 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 you know, I don't know who is big enough that Express Scripts maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they probably have the revenue. So let let me let me throw out my <clears throat> conspiracy theory theory here. Um, so we lose the name two days ago. Less than 24 hours later, we announce a friendly against Bayer Leverkusen. Who's Bayer's ownership group? You're going to have to tell me. Bayer. Yeah. Who bought? Monsanto. Monsanto. Who has a pretty large footprint here in St. Louis. Yeah. Would, would I hate seeing Bayer City Park on the outside of that building? The answer is a no. I would actually love to see that. That sure makes a lot of sense. I mean, with you know Monsanto, their legal troubles. We don't we, we don't have enough time and hours to talk about those. And Bayer is now incurring them since the purchase. Um, makes a whole hell of a lot of sense. Well, they're in the backyard. Uh, they print money on a millisecond basis, right? Uh, so if we think about uh, corporate enterprises that would be able to pull it off, uh, you know, the one that we didn't mention, and there probably is an obvious reason why they're not mentioned, is Worldwide Tech. Uh, is another one that would be on that short list of who can pull this off. Um, but Bear, Bear to me is like, number one, it's a Euro brand. Uh, number two, they're already infiltrated in the and 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 their identity is real within the everywhere soccer community global soccer community right and with loots and the 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 team's direction and this european influence that's that's been indicative out of the gate why not why would why wouldn't we look at the potential of kind of a sister club you know think think of it in terms of like red bull you know, Red Bull New York, Red, Berg, Red Bull Salzburg, or, uh, you know, the, the city components, New York and Man City, you know. Why can't St. Louis do the same thing with Bear? Would there be a rebranding? I mean, would there be a name? How does that work? Would it be? Uh, I don't know if there's a re- Bayer St. Louis City? And, well, uh, no, maybe I don't know, down the road. But, I mean, at the end of the day, money talks, right? If Bear were to knock on the door and say, we got you, here's the, you know, here's the ATM machine, pick your number, probably we'll be able to do. But the one thing with a lot of these team names, specifically in the MLS, is the MLS has a huge say in uh, name and color and, you know, so much of the brand. This decision wouldn't be made, uh, you know, unilaterally between Bear and City. It would be made through the league. So, so we'll see what happens there. But I thought that was an interesting kind of uh, order of events. Um, what I want to do now is switch it up a little bit into a little bit more pop content. And this, the, the, this next uh, topic really, I've been thinking about this for a while. And that is... You know, when we, when we talk about being in a soccer circle or being a bunch of soccer dads or ex-players or whatever, where you're, you know, a bunch of homers that have played or thought you played well or whatever the description is, there's a whole new batch of, of soccer slash football fans 
that are originating here in the States in particular, and I, you know, for a multitude of reasons. Kids in particular, my theory is FIFA. <laughs> FIFA has brought more kids from, you know, a, a across the spectrum into the game by a video game. But in the last two years, has there been any more of a of an influence on the American interest in soccer than Ted Lasso? Great show. Uh, no, no. Um, I mean, completely entertaining. Sudeikis' stuff has been out of this world from for many years, and uh, he just plays the role so good. He's so humble. And you're right. It, it, it is, I mean, if, if there's a person that's in the soccer world and haven't watched it, I'd like to meet him. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, there is tons of people that don't have a kid playing soccer that, you know, let's have the memory of a goldfish. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, right. they know it. I put that on my Insta profile for a while, like, you know, be a goldfish. And, yeah. You know, it took a little while because most of the time people are like, what is that? And then after about six months, they're like, oh, Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's because I, I and I guarantee you're the same. But, you know, there are plenty of people in my circle of uh, uh, school parents and neighbors, et cetera, that knew that I was into the game, fan of the game, dad of kids that play the game that came up to me and were like, I love Ted Lasso. I never knew, you know, and, and, and like he hooked them and, and, and they're now interested in soccer. And I was talking to Draz, friend of both of ours, right? Yep. Um, he was saying the other day he tried to get some uh, uh, AFC Richmond jerseys, which is the fictional team that Ted coaches. Yep. Sold out. Like totally. Can't sold even out get them globally. <laughs> yeah, like supply they, chain. Yeah. Here, here's 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 a fictional team that is selling more jerseys than Juventus at this point. <laughs> <laughs> But so that's one A talking about pop culture on, on the big screen or the small screen, really. Uh, part two is Wrexham. Have you have you dug into Welcome to Wrexham yet? My uh, my son, my wife, they watch it religiously. They've binged it. Um, they love it. It, it. It's completely entertaining. Um, I think it's because my wife has a crush on uh, Reynolds. Well, um, who doesn't really? Know, but you know? it is. It, it, I mean, I've caught bits, bits and pieces of it. I haven't sat on the couch and watched every episode. But I think both of those owners, uh, successful in each of their endeavors, um, great story. Yeah, they're very entertaining. The uh, I think they did a good service. Uh, I think why the show is so popular is that it seems like they've taken the townspeople and they became uh, characters on the show. Yeah, and um, I mean. Heartbreaking loss at the end. It sounds like don't ruin it yet. Okay, no, no spoilers here because I literally I was following them on social media and then I had to like unfollow them because I don't want to know if they are winning because I want to see them win on the show and not in real time. Yeah. So, so for, so for, for any of you that are like, what the hell are they talking about? Welcome to Wrexham was um, FX and Hulu. Um, Ryan Reynolds of Deadpool fame and uh, Heartthrob, right? And then uh, Rob McElhaney from Sunny, Sunny, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. Rob yep. was one of the writers, creators, producer from day one. The two of them thought it was going to, a brilliant idea to basically buy 
a soccer team. Correct me if I'm wrong. They weren't friends. No, I think that they were, you know, from what little I can glean from socials in the show, I think they knew each other. They were acquaintances. They probably had a lot of people that were in the same circle, uh, but they were primarily brought together for this endeavor. And I looked it up. Guess how much they paid for the team? Team, stadium, all the liabilities. Five million. Two point five million. Wow. I know, which I thought was that's pretty cheap. Especially when you think about their wealth. Yes. You know, and and now much like AFC Richmond, who isn't even a real team, Wrexham, if you go online to you know, through any of their links through socials, etc. Guess what problem they have right now? No jerseys. Well, let me ask you this question. Is yeah. $2.5 million light for the whole kitten and caboodle, assuming that they're going to go in and try to be successful in the money that they have to spend to become successful? For instance, I think they got the ex-CEO of the English Premier League. Yep. Um, what did that guy cost? Well, there's that. And then, you know, if you've been watching the show and if you end up watching the show... They spend some money on players. They are moving the needle. Okay, so for example, prior to the two of them, the team it basically uh, survived on a, you know a, what amount of tickets they could sell to the game, what little bit of concession and merch, and then their sponsors were really intended to try and cover the wages. Well, their number one sponsor was a trailer company. You know, <laughs> not not like. Not like uh, Peterbilt, big, Wabash. you know, global trailers. No, no, no. We're talking horse trailers. Uh, throw your four-wheeler on the back trailers. And it was a small local business, I guess, in, in, in the Wrexham area. And now, you know, in the first few episodes, who they have? They have TikTok. TikTok. Tr- uh, the uh, Travelocity or whoever the travel company was. And it's completely changed. So now it's like, I can't wait to find out two things. Number one, are they going to advance? Because any of you that are familiar, you know, and those that are not familiar, within the English professional football uh, leagues, they have promotion and relegation. So if you're if you're at the top, you stay at the top. And if you're in a lower division and you end at the top, you move up to the next division. And if you're at the bottom, suffice to say, you move down a division into a, the lower league. And they are five levels below Liverpool, City, yeah. Chelsea, etc. Well, my so. question is, you know, if you look at the roster of those teams, they're completely English. Yeah. Um, they might have one or two loaned out, uh, which they do make money on that, um, to a fourth or a third division team. Um, who can they get? Who do they sign? Because what I don't know in the English in the English game, I'm sure everybody plays soccer like everybody plays baseball here potentially at one point. Um, who do they get? Because how attractive is a fifth level team to try to get relegated into the fourth level? Yeah. No. Well, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, unfair advantages that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney have <laughs> over because in the series you'll see that they they sign players that are playing in higher leagues and everybody immediately is like, how in the hell are we going to f- afford these wages? Well, you know, when you jump up to 
TikTok as your sponsor, your kit sponsor, and you're selling tens of thousands of those units, uh, you can afford players pretty quickly. Um, so the lure and the luster of, you know, a Ryan Reynolds changes things fast. So, um, oh, look at that. We've got our guests walking in here. <laughs> and they're laughing like, this can't be serious. So, so one thing... Um, what, what where I wanted to go with this was, in your opinion, do you think that these TV shows, like, are they are they a value add or are they a detriment? You know, what's your what's your gut? Just thirty seconds. Ted Lasso, Wrexham, these shows. Well, selfishly, because I love the game and my kid plays the game and my whole life is surrounded by the game and has been for as long as I can remember. For that reason alone, I love it. I mean, yeah. to get the exposure with Ted Lasso, um, an American football coach, going on a fictional scenario and, and, and being and winning every you know award show prize, um, great. This thing, I mean, completely entertaining. Um, Ryan Reynolds is the most likable guy there is. Yeah. I mean, have you watched his stand up? Hilarious. Oh, it's great. Um, I, you can't beat it. So. I, I mean, great. I mean, who wouldn't like it, especially if you're a soccer guy? And I think it's also converting people that necessarily aren't soccer guys like you and I. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. And it's converting plenty of soccer moms that didn't know they were soccer moms because Ryan Reynolds is so dreamy, right? <laughs> um, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick uh, refill break. Uh, we have our guests uh, on site, and we will be right back after this bump. See ya. Are we there? Yeah, you know, The Cure, they, they re, remade this, 311, but The Cure yes. first did this, which is yeah. the classic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So what prompted the 311 version? Um, well, he, when we first met, he was really into 311. He liked it. And then I love this song from The Cure, and yeah. so then it came together. And actually, if you listen to the lyrics, like, it's really, like, it was made for us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we don't need to go any further. There we go. We just totally drop. wrapped up the whole show. Can I drop the wrap mic? it up. Thank you. Drop the mic. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, um, guys, thanks for coming in. Um, thanks for admitting that you've listened to it and that you don't hate it. Um, that's a that's a totally solid first step. Uh, I'd like to introduce uh, the guests for the day. We have Jody and Blake. Cole, better known as Cole and... I, I'm sorry, I forget your daughter's name. Peyton. Peyton. Cole and Peyton's parents. Um, right. That is your official identity moving forward, just as uh, Jared is really Drew's dad and I'm Beckett's dad. <laughs> so, um, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We're happy. We're happy to be here. Part 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 of the uh, uh, carpool co-hosts uh, this week. Um, I, w- I was... I was you were on the short list um, for a number of different reasons. Obviously, um, having a child in the mix, you you immediately have an opinion uh, as to what soccer parenting and uh, sport parenting in general entails. Um, but you guys are um, you you kind of take it to the uh, you know the level eleven kind of spinal tap wise um, because most of us have kids that you know play sports competitive and you know our boys obviously are all very very competitive but your children tend to 
uh, take it up a notch. Uh, Cole, in particular, uh, two-sport two banger, right? He is, yeah. Um, not, not in the plan from the jump, but this is where we've landed. Yeah. So let's uh, kind of set the table a little bit. Cole is how old? 13. 13. He'll be 14 in December, so he's uh, very young in the 08 age group. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the puppy, but he's definitely one of the bigger kids on the team. Um, and Gets the, that from Blake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, uh, Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Blake's going to be doing color commentary tonight, so you'll, you'll hear that every now and then. Um, Cole's a phenomenal goalkeeper. Came up... Uh, uh, to Gallagher last year, right uh, from sporting, uh, jumped squads, increased his training, uh, had the opportunity, had the invite to try out for the city team, did what he does, and here we are, made you know arguably the best, you know uh, most competitive team in the region. Um, but tell us a little bit about his other sport and you know where he's at in that process because that's pretty phenomenal story too. Um, yeah, so he plays baseball and he probably loved that sport first. So I think soccer was just fun for him, a way to stay in shape. Um, and he was actually a defender before he was a goalie. Um, and it was always supposed to still just be sort of like the, the second sport, baseball first. But um, that sort of took a turn when he became a keeper. So I don't know if we'll talk about that later, but we can, cannot. It doesn't matter. There's no, um, no agenda. <laughs> so baseball, he... He's just always loved it. Grown up, loved it. Um, student of student of that sport, to be honest. He loves to watch it. He loves to study it. He loves everything about that sport. And um, the world of baseball is quite different from soccer because, really, you can jump on any team on any weekend who is playing. And if, quite frankly, if you're good enough, they're going to want you. You got a spot on any team any weekend, which works really well in our world because. Well, soccer doesn't play that way. Right. <laughs> um, right, right. And so we can actually balance both in that way. So so let's jump a little bit to the finish line, though, kind of fill in some of the gaps, because um, he's not just a normal baseball player. I mean, you're being modest, and I get it. Um, we're all aware of that, you know, Jared, myself. Um, he is a top-ranked pitcher in the state, uh, up there. I would say he's probably up there in the state, yep. He... Um, he throws well. He throws hard for his age. Um, size matter. His size matters. So how, that has helped. How fast? So he hit 81 in the summer. 81. Uh, At 13. Just so <laughs> yeah. the listeners understand, he is um, an 08. Um, a lot of the kids are 14. We have two months here, basically two months in one week to turn 14 of this year. And he's 13 throwing 81. Whew. Yeah, that goes past you. Yeah. 13 year old kid sitting in there in 81. Yeah. Blake, can you hit him? <laughs> I would not be able to. <laughs> I don't even catch him. I won't catch with them. I won't play catch with them. Well, no? and you can't play pickleball either. Uh, okay. No, be, Jared. <laughs> I mean, even when he's playing catch, it's it's like what's fast for us is is normal for for these th really competitive 13 and 14 year olds. Yeah, the, the ball comes out of his hand um, fast. And yeah. I don't know how, but I think it's just something you have that or you don't. Yeah. I think. I don't know. He um, uses legs. Um, he's learning to use his legs more, to be honest. He's actually in a pitching program that he's never been involved in, which I think, I mean, if you think about, he's had pitching lessons, but this pitching program is the entire package yeah. of how you move. And what they say is if you move right, velo is 
yeah. secondary. Your legs, hips, your stride will increase velocity. It just yeah. be it'll just be happenstance. And he's never had that. So so he's already throwing fast for a thirteen year old, and now he's in a pitching program, which is a very well known in in the St. Louis area. A lot mm-hmm. of top pitchers, high school top pitchers, I should say, go there. Um, and so you know we're excited to see where that takes him, and he's excited. So so then uh, my question is. Uh, you know, he doesn't just jump from, you know, 35 to 81. At what point, at what age did you guys realize, wait a second, you know, something's going on here? Well, I mean, we always, we were always told and we always saw Cole was accurate with his pitching. He was always able to locate and they said velocity will come. I was like, if you, if you can locate, the velocity will, will eventually be there. And we saw him really tick up uh, at the end of 12U. At the end of 12U. 12U, he was throwing faster. And 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 it was quite a different year than 13U because he was 12U. He was a strikeout pitcher. Kids couldn't catch up to him, so he was striking out a lot. 13U, it was different. Kids are getting stronger, bigger. You know, puberty is definitely sure. starting to hit with a lot of. Your um, team got better. You're playing better competition. Yes. Um, yes, and so it became harder. Harder. Yep. And so um, he was still um, very accurate and still throwing hard, um, but then had to learn how to handle kids hitting him because now that's where we are. You can throw fast, but now kids are still bigger and stronger yeah. and they're going to hit you. Well, it went, the faster, you know, it comes in, the quicker it can yeah. leave, yeah. right? Absolutely. So um, like Blake said, you know, he's always had what we've been told is called pitch ability. So while he can throw hard, he can also locate spots. So we call it, you're sort of like what painting, painting the corners or whatever. Sure. So he, he can hit his spots as well. Um, so, so, so what I'm going to do then, uh, Peyton, you know, just because what I want to do is paint the bigger picture here. Peyton, how old is she? She's 11. 11. And her sport du jour is? Softball. Softball. Again, uber high level, correct? Very high level. Probably we would say arguably higher than Cole, where Cole is playing to, at her age. To, to the point where the teams are uh, super mixed, super high uh, talent. You're traveling a lot. I don't think Peyton played one softball game in St. Louis this year. Really? So she's all over the board. You know, it's, it's you know, th- th- that's her path. I mean, would you say that at this age? Yeah, so that's definitely what she has chosen. In fact, you know, Cole will continue to choose both soccer and baseball. Loves them both. Peyton played soccer up until um, she played at Gallagher last year. And this year she said, you know what, I don't really love it. I'd rather just play softball. And, I mean, all our kids have to do is tell us when and where, and that's where we're going to take them. Okay, so... Now that everybody has has heard and figured out that uh, you've got uh, talent on your hands, uh, as you know, and we're all as parents, we're all very, very similar in so much that uh, do, you know everything we do, work, money, time, travel, is to support their endeavors. Uh, the thing that I've been wondering about the two of you in particular is. You know, when you have when you have players that are at this level, specifically in soccer, especially in our backyard, uh, kind of the rule of thumb is uh, you don't have a choice. Uh, the multi-sport options are not on the table. We were told that for a long time. Right. Unfortunate. I, you know, I, I can see it both ways. I, I totally understand, you know, especially in the particular situation that we're in, in which the investment itself is really coming from the team. That's a whole different ask, you know. Uh, but, you know, a lot of other clubs that you know, kind of draw that line. I think they draw the line way too early, uh, you know, find a way to work it out. Um, how, how do you, you know, and speak to speak to it in kind of a, 
uh, uh, TED Talk way for other parents that have kids that they're staring down the pipe of how in the hell are we going to manage this? How do you guys manage it? Because you've got, in essence, what I'm going to guess is three teams that you're juggling that, you know, Cole's team alone that we're on, that's, that's six, seven days a week. How do you do it? Like, where do you start? Yeah. So, um, well, the first thing that we do is always check in with our kids after every season. The second we commit to one season, we're committed. And so, I, you know, I don't care if you don't love it. You're committed and you're committed to that team and that coach and, and the whole thing. Um, so after every season we check in, do you still love it? Do you still want to do it? That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, secondly, is all, it's all about communication. If they love it and they want to continue with it, we just tell the coaches, this is where we are. Um, and the, the communication for us needs to be two-way. Now, you know, as you guys know as well as I do, this new team is new. And so we've always had a two-way communication. Okay, we're going to you know chat with them about big events we have. We also need them to chat with us if our kid is falling off, specifically Cole, he's doing two sports. If he starts to fall off in either sport, that might be our indication that it's too much because a kid mm-hmm. like ours, you disagree? Well, I, I just think <laughs> that it's medically proven that participation in multi-sports makes a child a better athlete. Yes, but I'm talking about at this particular level. So the, what we tell Cole is yeah. when you pri- prioritize, it doesn't mean quit the other. It means prioritize. So in other words, I mean, we are at the highest level of both sports right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you just dial it down a notch in one or the other. So we're not saying quit because he loves them both. But I don't know how long at this high level it's sustainable because we have the conversation often, is he being held back because he's not all in on either? Well, well, I mean, he's at the highest level right now. So right now. I, I don't think the holding back has occurred yet. For, you know, sitting from the cheap seats because, you know, I know you guys well enough to just kind of guesstimate based on what we've seen. Um, but you know, wait, wait, let me ask you this. Do you, do you wake up in the morning or do you wake up on a Sunday, you know, say there's no games on a Sunday and the week of practices are over and you know, you have one day of nothing. We don't have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hypothetically, you know, uh, do you ever like stare at the ceiling as you're laying in bed and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I just need a deep breath. You know, we, how, we, how, how we do you do. manage that? I mean, we, we definitely every night sit down and try and figure out what the next week look like, looks like and, and even sometimes the next day. Um, the biggest thing about this multi-sports, especially at this level, is um, it's, it's, not, it's not about what team you're on. It's, it's about what, you, what, what you're contributing to the team you're on. And if, if you're, you're not keeping up and you're not contributing, then we need to figure that out. But up until now, we're contributing. Cole's contributing. Peyton's contributing. But a big part of that is they they have to put in the work to contribute. Yeah. Soccer is a team sport, very team focused, and um, you you have to prioritize team practices to be successful. Softball and baseball is very individualized, and. We don't have especially at the pitching position, pitching and And even hitting and hitting. And he plays third base. Well, so the big thing is like he can go to the cage any day of the week on his own as long as I'm there to pitch to him. 
or she's there to pitch to him. I do, I do pitch. Oh to yeah, both, both kids. She's probably uh, what, what are you firing? What are you firing? <laughs> nukes. Oh, I don't, I don't know. He's hitting nukes. I, I guarantee you. I can just tell you. I know Low, where the L mid seventies. I know where the L screen is, and I know that that's my safe place. But my point is like. When it comes to the balance of all of this, like, yeah. like the off days for soccer are on days on baseball. baseball. Like well, and we we like we have we're off on Wednesdays, but Cole pitches on Wednesdays you, and he'll hit for two. Well, have you found that the two of you have no self interests anymore? We have well, no hobbies. We've already talked about actually what's next, like after yeah. this phase, because that's what it, that's in fact what it is. And our Sundays where we do wake up late and look at the ceiling. It lasts only so long because Cole is coming in and Peyton, they're coming in and asking us to go to the cage. I could get done with work and I'm so tired and they're asking me to pitch to them. And I'll always go pitch to them. I'm going to get another cup of coffee in the afternoon and give me that afternoon bump and I'm going to go. Yeah. Because I don't know where, how high their ceiling is. I don't know where the road's going to take them. And quite frankly, I don't care. But I do know that work ethic is something you can't teach. So I bring that to... Let's get them educated. Well, no, you know what? You, you, you hit it on the head, work ethic. Um, because I have a theory in my head as I lay in bed and I stare at the ceiling. I always tend to like transfer my own stress or frustration. And it's never like negative stress and frustration as it applies to my own kids and what we do for them. But I think about like other kids that potentially have potential or uh, are just good kids that need an opportunity that, that have parents that consumed to the other side that allow that stress and frustration to be, you know, internalized their own and don't do, you know, what would you say to a parent that is frankly selfish, you know, that has a child that is moving in the direction of something, you know, uh, a potential upside athletically or whatever. Like if you were a Ted talker, the two of you, because again, you've spent arguably more time than most of us at that high level of parenting athletic kids. Um, what's your TED talk to them that are lazy? Yeah, well, I, I we don't we don't speak lazy. I'm not gonna lie. Like, here's the deal. It, I tell my kids all the time, there will be life after sports. I, I don't know what age that will be, but there will be. But you can't be lazy now, and you can't be lazy then, because if you're a lazy, you know, wife or husband or parent or you know um, worker worker, yeah, any of it, student. It's going to show. Dispatcher. And so, like, it, it comes down to work ethic. So, like, for me, whether it's sports or whether it's something else in life, like, let's just go. Let's do it. And that's, that is how we... That All is gas, how no brakes. That's how we go. Yeah. And, and not only that, like, we, we travel the region. We travel the country. We've been across from California to, to West Palm and then everywhere in between in the last six months. And the kids love it. And if they want to continue to do that then they have to continue to work. And if, like, especially with softball and baseball, their work means our work. Okay, so honestly. let me get back to the TED Talk, because if you do, in fact, if there are those lazy parents out there, which we know there are, but there are kids who just are hungry, and I don't know if they're listening to this podcast, but There's let's three be... three people. Let's, uh, right, but <laughs> no, let, like, let's be clear. lost everybody about minute you, four. Right, so, so. Lean, lean on, you. there are other parents out there or coaches, I yeah. know that, you know, see if your parents will even pay for it, right? Like, find somebody who will pitch to you or who will take you to the field to kick. Yeah. Foreign. I mean, right? Like, just find, lean on the resources that are out there where it it will provide for you. Because I mean, would you guys agree? I mean, all, all three of you, would, would the three of you agree that um, 
you know, I, I, I see this, I specifically see this in Beckett and in, in how he engages uh, other adults, other peers, new kids, new environments. I do think that the stress that he goes through in, in the athletic process and the training process, I think it's humbled him. Yeah. And I, and I think that the, kind of the respect for others has been gleaned. I mean, to a large degree, I would like to believe that it happened under our roof, but uh, I'm not a fool. I know that he spends the majority of his time and in in his passion on that field with those kids. You know, do you, because, you know, I, Cole, I, I haven't spent any time with Peyton, but I've spent some time with Cole. Um, he's, a, he's a fucking good kid. You know, he's, he's, he's an eyeball Respectful. looker. He's a handshaker. He's, you know, the, the, the English language is not a problem for him, you know, at a high level. Um, so, you know, you should be proud. I'm proud of mine. You know, do do, do you do you think that that intangible is a reason enough for parents to attempt to keep their kids in, you know, sports in general? Yeah, no, I, I agree 100 percent. I mean, Cole's played for probably one and a half dozen different coaches and and you have to teach them like if you're not if, if you're not satisfied you know you got to go talk to the coach and say hey, quick call. quick quick high press here pull that up there you can it slides you may oh, gotcha. there we go uh yeah, Listen no, to that it, baritone. It, it forces it forces kids to talk to other kids that they don't know it forces them to talk to get out of their comfort zone that they don't know and and like like jody and i are not dugout parents like like you're in the dugout you're in the game you're on your own yeah and when you when you force figure kids, it out when figure you, it out when you force them to have to talk to kids that they don't know like they then become outside of the sport uh, uh they're not afraid to approach strangers when i say strangers well, the, i mean other kids and other and adults yeah. in friendly atmospheres once just again, not panel vans right yeah and once again yeah, they sure. are their biggest advocate Inside and outside of sports. Yeah. And they need to learn that. Well, speak to this. Um, going down that road of how important multi-sport parenting or a multi-sport kid athlete is to you. I mean, clearly, um, the risk of overuse injuries is medically proven. The risk of burnout in one particular sport is proven. Um, uh, uh, you know, kind of two-part, but my first part will be I'll speak for my kid who plays basketball at a decently high level. He's not playing nationally like Cole is baseball. But when, when, when Drew plays a lot of basketball, um, it translates well to the soccer field because, of um, you know, soccer's a lot of north and south in, 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 you know, kind of the gray area. But, you know, lateral movements are very important. So when Drew's playing a lot of later, uh, basketball, He's very good laterally on the soccer field, and like, and maybe that's just me dreaming this up. But when I when I watch it, he he does well moving on the field. Are are better when he is playing basketball at the same time as soccer. So how does playing multi sports for Cole specifically? How does it help him? Yeah, there's no doubt about it. In fact, um, the people that I've talked to on our team, the, the the staff, the admin, the coaches, they told me from the jump that they appreciated multi-sport athletes. They thought that they brought a different dynamic to the sport. We couldn't agree more. I'm the biggest advocate for multi-sport athletes, and it is because of how you move your body. And I completely agree with you. One of Cole's old pitching coaches, not anymore, said that, he was also a goalkeeper when he was in high school. And he said, if you think about the explosive motion of a pitcher um, and then a, a yeah. keeper, 
it's very similar. You cannot, he, not that you cannot, but he's, he didn't compare a field player to a pitcher, no. but a goalkeeper. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that, right? Because Get you, off the line. Yeah. Get off the strip. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just that explosive. It's that hard push if you need to make a save or that hard push to make that, that pitch. Well, so. and the other thing, he, he, Cole plays third base. I mean, it's, it's the hot corner yep. for a reason, and it's reaction. Hand-eye. Hand-eye. It's, it's how quickly can you react. Yep. To Absolutely. a ball coming at you, eighty miles an hour, it's no different in soccer when you take a shot inside yeah. the box at you know whatever that comes. Well, in. Funny thing, doing a little bit of research for this this episode, um, and, and I won't be long winded, but the, the the professional sports leagues in our country, namely the NFL, um, say what you will about them, but they do a lot of um, uh, uh, analysis. So each draft, they have a draft every year, and you can read about the draft. Upwards of 80 to 90% of every player drafted in the NFL every year is a successful multi sport athlete. Yep. You know, Justin Gage, yep. our friend Justin. Yep. I mean, we, we talked to him for years. Yeah. He loved soccer because he's a football guy, and Corday played at a high level for a lot of years in soccer, and would continue to play if if, if that's what he wanted to do. What, now he's going into football. His feet. I mean, oh yeah. What, what were your two sports, Jared? Basketball and soccer. Yeah, mine was uh, soccer and euchre. <laughs> you yeah. your ta- way, dude. Your table banter <laughs> paid my was way. Legendary. <laughs> you're, but you're exact. I mean, you're exactly right. You know, but we grew up at we. I mean, I played basketball, soccer, and um, volleyball growing up, and but be- that was back in the day when you really could play all of them. Yeah. Um. At, you know, and at, at a varsity level in high school, right? Well, it's realistic- different now. I mean, realistically, though, when we all played sports as kids, um, you know, because we're all within eight to ten years of one another. We didn't have what these kids have. Correct. There we talk about that not, often. We talk about that often. There was not the level of competition, e- even at the highest level. As we, as we sniffed the highest level back in those days, it's not. I don't know where this. you guys played, but that's not true. <laughs> yeah. No, I know where you played. <laughs> and I'm speaking the truth. You know, it, it, so it, here, here's a uh, pipe dream question, you know, hypothetical, you know, because obviously you guys were. Uh, potentially staring at uh, coming into the city opportunity, I'm sure there was the fear, the risk of shit. Are we going to be asked one or the other? Let's 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 go let's go five six years down the road here. Let's say Cole keeps to doing what he's doing, and he's got to choose. Yeah, MLB draft or MLS draft or your. You know, let me up the ante a little bit. Uh, European contract. Okay. In uh, EPL or MLB draft, what's mom and dad pulling for? Um, I don't. Well, I, I mean, I would go MLB draft because I can be here in the states and watch him. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but he he does know, like, right? If he, I mean, soccer is huge over absolutely uh, overseas, and so. Education. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh. Education. Actually, he does say, what did he say? He wants to be an astronomer. So we'll, we'll go. I don't astronomer. know. Astronomer. I'm not sure where that comes from. I've heard the education in those uh, <laughs> English pubs. Yeah, he'll Second to none. Yeah. He, Euchre. He, and, uh, <laughs> he has an idea. I mean, he has said uh, if, like, it, it's crazy to talk to him about this because, like, he knows, like, when he has to make that decision. Yeah. He has it in his head, like, if this happens, I know I have to do this. And 
Um, he knows what those levels are, and so we'll figure it out. You know, I mean, we'll do college camps for baseball. We'll do, um, we'll do whatever ID camps we have to do for soccer, and it, it will work itself out. As parents, I don't really care. No, we I, do not like, care. I, I could care less if he played any sport. As long just as make sure there's beer and whiskey. Hey, as long as he <laughs> beer as whiskey, as, and our kids are happy, we're as happy. As long as he's a happy, you know young man and and he's he's getting his education for his future like sports end at some point for everybody correct like and and not for it's, jared bertrand though <laughs> whether I mean, it's it is infinite whether it's in college whether it's <laughs> before college whether you know he, he like any kid may choose to just play club in yeah. college yeah. and and or he's said to me he's like if it's soccer it's not it's not MLS. Like, I'm going to Europe. Like, he's like, yeah. that's but these, where I'm at. Th- and this is how ki- a kid dreams, right? Like, right. And, and I mean, we're, we're not going to squash that. Like, that he should dream. So, well, and, you know, in these boys, I mean, allow me, let's be honest. Every night at training, they walk into a multi, multi million dollar facility, <laughs> and, you know, that yeah. the, the, their, their ability or uh, inspiration to dream is right in front of their faces. And what I've been paying attention to is mentally how they're handling that. Like that's, that's been what I've been most like, if there's a science experiment here, as far as like, you know, Oh, how do you pay attention or what do you glean from kids at this level? Is it their training? Is it their, whatever it is. And my two cents it's their mental approach. We've had those conversations. And and I'm going to go back to what Jared said about just multi-sports. And, and I mean, kudos to those that, like, know what they want and they're, they don't have the same passion for others, which is all good. But I can tell you that, like, being able to find your grit and resilience um, through failure and it just there you can again it's it's unteachable you can't teach that like they yeah. need that they need those moments where they're they're not going to be the star of the show or if they are how are they going to handle that and i mean i told cole from the jump of this season don't get used to that damn locker room like because guess what i mean and i don't even know like fuck the locker that's, room that's what i'm saying like i mean <laughs> look don't have stars in your eyes you better work your ass off because you're far from making it kid that's and that's I how said. i talk to him i talk to him just like that yeah so it's nice the camaraderie's well, nice well they, they're all going through the first thing ever because you know i've talked about in the past the ratcheting effect as you go through sport and as you go up the ladder uh, level to level to level, there's always a ratcheting effect where you pop up to the next level and by default you're at the bottom of the pile because that's the next highest level. These kids, you know, typically in our worlds, that happened after high school. You would, you know, a little bit of club, you would get to the next level and, you know, and then once you hit the high school level, well, then you might be, well, I'm the low varsity player or... Uh, if you have the, the privilege of going beyond high school playing in college, you go in as a freshman automatically, you're bottom of the rung. These kids had to deal with that at 13. At I, I won't lie. I mean, there was a genuine concern of mine. Like when you are treated a certain way in this in this program, you have your laundry done, you get fed, you get all your bus and your plane, you get all that, you get your own hotel room and you get all this stuff. 
like where does baseball fit? Like like where do you like now you got to pack your bag up and you got to do your laundry at home? Like where to like yeah nobody's scrubbing your cup nobody's scrubbing your sh- <laughs> nothing and so like but what you can't do is you can't lose focus on like what you're passionate about this because cup got bigger <laughs> you can't lose focus on like what you're passionate about because you're getting treated like a king over here right when you're not a king. Yeah. No. no, you know, at, no. At, at the end of the day, uh, kudos to you guys. I, th- you know, you've uh, been watching you know, from the near afar. Uh, Cole's phenomenal kid, great goalie. Uh, you know, incredible shot stopper. You know, out of the gate. I mean, that's very you know, athletic. It, it, yeah, in the tryouts and kickarounds, it's like, damn, that kid can stop some shots. You know, and you know, piecing together the rest of it over time. Uh, well done, mom, dad, uh, and same with Peyton. You know, and haven't haven't met her, but apparently she's kick ass too, right? She's doing she's doing pretty darn good at her age. Yeah. So so here we're we're gonna go ahead and slide out of our sappy kid part. Um, <laughs> it's been eating me up for for fur. Did I say fur? I did. I said fur. Fur. Yeah, F U R. For a while now, you know, because with this show, uh, randomly topics pop into my head. I'm like, oh, that'd be good to talk about or whatever, you know, and, you know, or Jared or Zach or somebody will text me like, hey, you know, here's another idea or somebody like, hey, I got this guest. They'll talk about this. And for a couple of weeks now, the one thing that's been bugging me from a pop culture standpoint is movies. And you're all looking at me like, lame, I don't get it. (laughs) But this is the soccer dad pod, right? Uh, primary topic is soccer from a sporting standpoint. And in the history of movies, classic movies, Hollywood megapics, soccer as a topic in any of those movies has been a wah, flat wah, turd. Wah. Ladybugs. <laughs> What's the Will turd. Ferrell Point. greatest movie ever? What uh, is that? It's not the greatest Whatever movie it is, ever. it's turd. Um, but he's awesome. every, every every other sport, every other sport, major sport in particular, has Oscar nominated options, right? You know whether it's Hoosiers in basketball or you know uh, field major dreams, league, major major Bull league, Durham. right? Yeah, we forty two. Yeah, so let's play a little game here. I'm going to name the sport. You name the best movies. Golf, Tin Cup, without question. Tin Cup. Yeah. What about? Uh, Happy Gilmore. Oh, oh, oh that's oh. funny. Oh, what about um, Legend of Bagger Vans? Um, good, one. good one, but Tin Cup. I mean, come on, he can get cup. the Someone he gets the guy the bird off the. Cup. It's Tin Cup. It is Tin. Greatest game they ever played. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, what about football? Oh, uh, the um, we kick and we scratch for every inch. The uh, if it's uh, not Matthew the blind side, it's no, the wrong any answer. Sunday. That's without it. question. Any given Sunday, I would watch Blindside over that. Oh, one. Blindside. What about what's the one with, with the Eagles with Mar- and Mark Wahlberg? Oh yes, uh, Victory. Soft. Oh, yeah. It's not soft. It's Marky it's Wahlberg. Soft. What's Matthew, kick your ass. Matthew McConaughey? He was the coach. What is that? Uh, we are Marshall. Yeah. Can we get Al Pacino as our coach? Oh, that would be dope. I mean, any given Pay Sunday. Without I question. mean, our ownership. No, Rudy. Rudy's, Rudy's up there, Just right? Because I have an Rudy's affinity so for Roman Catholic okay. Midwestern <laughs> universities. All right, let's let, let's move on here. Uh, let's go to hockey. A little less obvious. Oh, um, miracle. I mean, I'm just got to okay. be miracle. Yeah, it's, uh, it's slap shot be miracle. Oh, it's the fun, what's the, the funny Ducks? one? Mighty Not Ducks. the flying Duck. V. <laughs> Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I'm off the pod. Yeah, I'm off the pod. It ain't Mighty Ducks, but I uh, had to drop it. Okay, so so then okay, those those are the big dogs, right? The big sports, etc. Basketball, basketball is another one. Coach Carter, 
Um, Coach Carter's Hoosiers. You already said it. White men can't jump. White man can't jump. Billy Ho. Hoosiers. I said that already. Right? Yeah, yeah, you did say Hoosiers. Love and basketball. Oh, that's it's a, a romance. One. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, now here's 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 where I start to get embarrassed for my beloved sport. I'm going to name other competitive endeavors that have better movies. Uh, horse racing. Oh. Sea biscuit. Yep. And. Um, what's the What's the one with? Uh, uh, there's. I almost said miracle. Is it miracle? No. 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 No, Sea Biscuit, and then um, Toby McGuire, that little motherfucker. Right. <laughs> I mean, horse racing has more. I mean, just naming one is more than Anything our beloved soccer. football, right? So, I've I've peeled the onion back as far as I can peel it, and I found jack shit. But it really comes down to victory. Victory is about the only movie. I don't even think I've seen it. Are you serious? I don't think I've seen Victor. Sylvester Stallone, Pele. It sounds like it's you could have a new Sylvester project Stallone on your hands, JB. Oh my god! Are you a movie producer? No, not at all. Okay, not at all. Yeah, I have a theory though. Why yeah. soccer is impossible to make a good movie out of? Yeah. Because your extras are always going to be horseshit. <laughs> they can't play, and it'd be Jared, hard to. How do you, you edit? Jared. Jared, could Jared be a you know movie what I'm talking extra? About? Like bended like <laughs> Beckham when you when they pan back and they show people on the field running, it's like. You don't run that way. <laughs> they do have some good soccer documentaries. That one on ESPN with uh, uh, the tale of two Escobars, excellent. Very good, very good. But people excellent. die in that. Yeah, I know, but it's it's riveting. Yeah, that's true. Uh, soccer has better. I think soccer has better human interest stories. Yeah. Uh, from you know things like that, yeah. uh, Sadio Mane and what he does with all his money, and you know still drives like a Honda Accord or whatever it is. You know shit like that. Those are cool stories. Real people, real good stories. But not big production movies. It's not making it to L.A. I think he bought that car but from is Ronaldo. It because, is it because soccer hasn't been big in the United States? So maybe there's soccer movies in Mexico or maybe there's soccer movies in Spain? They Probably suck. are, and they suck too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, green, 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 street, green Street Hooligans, there we go. I bet those are the primary sports movies in Europe. Yeah. Uh, well, man, I would. I don't know about that. I bet you it's any given Sunday. Not Get some popcorn, cricket. watch I mean, it. Look, awesome. Look, I'm telling you, cricket. they don't have football movies in Europe. I bet they've all seen Any Given Sunday. They've seen Hoosiers. Yeah. Without Rudy. Question. Oh, they probably love Rudy only yeah. because they love yeah. The Hobbit. Maybe. Yeah. But I bet their favorite sports movie. Maybe their favorite soccer. their favorite sport <laughs> movies is probably <laughs> basketball. Really? They love basketball. Europeans love basketball. It's weird. Oh. Um, yeah, because you know, even cricket. Cricket has a movie that uh, rugby. What's the one with uh, oh. Matt Damon where Invictus? Right? Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, South South I Africa. Think. Where I were reaching here. I mean, all these movies you're saying. They're all better. I, never, nobody's ever heard of them. I guarantee people have heard of them. Yeah, yep. that, that Matt Damon rugby movie. Yes. Victory. A soccer movie? Nope. I don't know that Invictus. movie. I lived and breathed and sleep it's soccer my Victory. whole life. Okay, but I mean, that, really? I know. Like, did you was, watch it? I'm not gonna I lie. Didn't. I was do, worried. Do you, do you want the premise? Do you know the premise? No. Have I you don't. seen it? Pele? No. Nobody's seen ever? it. Never oh my heard. God, guys! I've never heard it. of it. I'm gonna break it down for you. I actually uh, think he's making it up. <laughs> World War II Allied troops in prison in a Nazi prison, and the Germans decide they want to have a prison soccer match. And they pl- and they pl- uh, schedule a match against eleven of the prisoners. Two of the prisoners 
One was Sylvester Stallone, who is a phenomenal goalie. Like Cole, you know, he should watch that just for his uh, I won't mobility. Skills. Yeah. This is a war and, movie. And then Pele was the other one. This like, is a war movie. It's a war movie. Not a soccer movie. That's a World War II. based on a true story? Yes. Yes, there's there's pictures somewhere wow. somewhere. No, no, it's oh. not a, not <laughs> Jared, at all. Jared was all in on that. No, it was it was <laughs> no, po- not. it was post Rocky. So they were like, shit, we can make money on anything. And so they pulled uh, Pele post Cosmos days and uh, Stallone post Rocky, and there you go, victory. You got you must watch before we see each other again. You got to watch it. I, I, would, I will watch it. I, I'm probably gonna watch it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, probably not. This gonna is watch it. this is gonna be embarrassing. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean? You got all that time at the firehouse. You, you, know, you, you guys gave us there. what Zero two time. hours <laughs> to get ready for this podcast, and so I was like, "What if they ask us soccer questions?" Because I'm not gonna lie. We yeah. Who's wait, your favorite soccer player? No, I look. I'm who's not gonna Cole Chambers. Team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, that was a softball. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah. to ask a question the other day at the firehouse because there's a lot of guys that work at the firehouse that watch soccer. And um, is that the sub shop? <laughs> They do have good subs. Were you, were you, were you, you at the sub shop? No. <laughs> it's a firehouse. Oh, the, like with hoses and trucks and trucks. water. Right. No, no, not, not the firehouse. Sub, no, not the sub shop. <laughs> but anyway, I didn't know which was better, the Premier League or the Champions League. And then some guy's like, it's definitely the Champions League. I'm like, how is it that I, all I hear about is the Premier League? I don't even know what the Champions League is. It's two different things, actually. Premier League teams yeah. play in the Champions League. I know. But then I'm like, how is... Either way. Oh, this is great. You know what? Inspiration. They see this podcast is like morphing by the second. We will have once a week a soccer soccer 101 segment. No offense to the other pod of the same name because ours is going to be better. But we'll we'll do things like that. There's another another pod? It just came out and it's it's interesting. It's interesting. This one's literally better. It, well, you know, it's. Uh, wait, wait, let me see here. Oh, hold on! I gotta see. I forgot how to. Oh, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm not gonna name names yet because uh, you know how small this town is. Um, and whenever our seven people listen to this, it's we're from up this from town. Four. Yeah, there's a there's a few so- podcasts. Somebody, it's funny today. Somebody said, uh, text me like, "Damn, you know, I listen to your podcast. Pretty funny." Uh, they're like, you do know there's like 32 other soccer podcasts in town. I'm like, had no clue. I said, we've been talking longer, though. You know, we just haven't been recording it. Uh, <laughs> and so we did a little bit of research on this. Do people in those other podcasts, are they actually in the sport of soccer or have been participating in the sport of soccer? Okay. It's That's time where to be, the jury may be out. Uh, we can be a little facetious and assume that they are mostly softball players or kickball. <laughs> Uh, probably firemen. Season t- yeah. they're probably hockey season ticket holders. Um, and they're definitely baseball parents. Yes, because they, we know nothing about soccer. They, they, they <laughs> all, I don't know shit. They all have a Bally's <laughs> Bally's subscription, and um, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, the reality is, I've gone through a few of them, and the vast majority of people on those shows, I don't know them, and not that we are the only ones that know who the soccer players are in town, but I mean, it's a small town. So, but they're, but they're good. Small. I mean, they got great radio voices. Not Jared good, but pretty good. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Right there we go. <laughs> well, Jody Blake, thank you. Appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you. Hope you had fun. I mean, yeah. It, it was you were uh, you warned me they were like uh, Blake's not going to talk. 
No, and I'm surprised he did. He did pretty good. Nailed it. And oh. he didn't. And he didn't talk too long. Sometimes he just like doesn't stop talking. So no, that's what Jared's for. Oh, okay. Just jumps right in. My wife's always at the right like, moment. Just shut up, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, Kelly's pod was really good. She uh, she did a good job. I mean, look, at the end of the day, Kelly takes care of Jared. So she, it's bound to be good. She knows what she's doing. Well, the reason it's good and what we just reference on these pods is she lives it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, she can't fake it. Well, you can't talk about it unless you live it. It's true. Yeah. It's really true. Yeah. So, so guys, I appreciate it. Are you guys uh, heading up to Chicago? You are, no. No. We're yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. No. Roster rotation, <laughs> um, which is, again, something that's new for all of us, right? Dealing with that. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. Well, and, and to be honest, like, again, I'm not going to lie. While it's new for everybody, it's really good for the mental game. We yeah. talk about the mental game. So, I mean, um, we're all good. Yeah. Cool. Everybody's good. Well, thank you, Wellbeing, for hosting us yet again. The beers, uh, as mentioned previously, yellow. multiple times, yellow, cold, and delish. Um, we have, uh, yeah, if you have any other suggestions or you want to clarify any of our error, erroneous statements regarding movies, uh, characters or anything else. You or can, if you just have a soccer movie that is relevant, yep. just, I mean, please soccer. somebody send a G- carrier pigeon. Uh, email. No, no, no. So I said the wrong email last time. The proper email is soccerdadpod at gaslightstl.com. Send it there. Give us any suggestions, feedback. You can even turd on us if you want. But what helps us the most is if you follow us, uh, Apple Pods or Spotify, drop a review. Can be one star. Doesn't matter. You know, give give us give us give us the love or the hate. Um, thank you everybody for your time, and we are going to go ahead and walk her out. See you guys next time. Why? Well, because I'm raspy and I sound like Jared. No, nobody sounds like Jared. Jared is uniquely Jared. <laughs> Blake, you gonna say a few words there? I'm here. <laughs> Perfect. We got you. Actually, can you say I'm here one more time? I'm here. All right, we're gonna turn you up just a bump. What month of the calendar are you in the fireman calendar? <laughs> Uh, no months. <laughs> <laughs> because you're the big one. union boss now. It does. No So months. you're not allowed to participate anymore. We, we, well, it could be the the, uh, the Chinese uh, year, uh, the year of the year of the Blake, right? No. It's, it's that leap no year. No calendar. That, that leap year one that we don't see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. Do... Blake, what, what kind of music do you like? I don't typically listen to music. You don't listen to music? No. Okay, l- let me chime in because I heard y'all's wedding song. Can I say yeah. 311's love song, which is not your typical. We're about a- as atypical as it gets. Check out 311's love song. That's our wedding song.